So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Podcast listeners, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I'm Ben. You guys know me. (laughs) I'm your faithful host. Thank you so much for listening uh, to the podcast. Look, you know this. The entire purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business. That's what I'm up to, tuning in weekly, uh, interviewing uh, other industry experts. Uh, t- so you guys can take all this information and 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 grow what you're up to. And I think this is so important. You know, I've been spending a lot of work, just time thinking on the struggles that we have as like creative entrepreneurs, as photographers, as like content creators. And I, what I've, I, I just keep understanding that so many of us are alone. Like we're just like kicking it at home, like doing this uh, by our lonesome. Or if you're fortunate enough, maybe you've got a partner, you know, there's like two of you partner in crime, but it's so different than a lot of other industries where you have all this collaboration. This is why I think uh, workshops and conferences are so popular because we're just dying to get our ideas out there to the community and and to, to connect with people. And I'm bringing this up because I just want to give you credit. If you're listening to this podcast, it means that you're all in. It means that you're you you're you're working on growing your business, and and I want to help be that individual that shows up for you guys weekly uh, to tune into to, to kind of bounce ideas off of that you get to go and to take and to share with with your communities as well. And so I just want to applaud you. Thank you again for listening. It means so much that you are here. All right, everyone, I got to take a quick break here uh, to let you guys know about something that is coming up. It's relatively urgent. It's coming up October 24th through the 26th, and I need you to pay attention because at the end of this, I've got a promo code that will get you free registration for it. Uh, Here's the deal. I go to a lot of conferences. I go to a lot of workshops, uh, all that kind of jazz. And it's important. It's so important because you've established a solid career, but these days, like, it's tough. It's hard to actually shine out among the growing competition. You've got to keep evolving your game. What are you doing to stay up to the latest trends, technologies, techniques to continue to stay competitive? You guys, there's a thing I'm going to tell you about called Photo Plus. All right, you can get the full spectrum, the full picture at Photo Plus. It's a three-day photography and videography event that is going to expose you to uh, to everything you need to improve your business and then hone your craft. One of my favorite things about it is, yes, you've got all like the gear stuff, right? You, so you get to try it. You get to get your hands on the latest gear on all the manufacturers to connect these people, hear practical tips, tricks about how to use this equipment, but... One of my favorite things is that uh, all these interactive sessions, all of the all of the education, the training, it is held by experts at, at the exhibitor booth, like directly in the booth. So you don't have to register for classes and go to these different classes. You get to be in the same space as the exhibitors and learn right there. And the topics are vast. So they're going to cover everything from lighting, composition, design, uh, like image capture, retouching, storage. Uh, my favorite thing, better promotion of yourself and your work. And this will set the scene to expand your industry network and connections with peers and 
other creative leaders. I know a lot of wedding photographers listen, but no matter what your specialty is, if you're a wedding photographer, if you're a portrait photographer, if you're a videographer, like you're going to gain access to a full spectrum of technical and tactical knowledge to put into action. I say this all the time on the podcast, but your competition continues to elevate. Take the time to invest into yourself, into your craft, and your business will thank you for it. All right? So this event, it's Photo Plus, okay? Photo Plus is going to be 2019, October 24th through the 26th. Photo Plus 2019, October 24th through the 26th at Javits Convention Center, New York, New York. All right, this is what you need to know. Pay attention. You need to go to this website, photoplusexpo.com, and then use the promo code, all capitals on this promo code, six figure, S I X. F-I-G-U-R-E, six figures. Spell it that six, you guys. All right, so photoplusexpo.com, P-H-O-T-O, expo, E-X-P-O. I'm sorry, photoplusexpo, P-H-O-T-O, plus, P-L-U-S, expo, E-X-P-O.com. Use the promo code six figure and you will get registration for free. It's a no-brainer. I will see you guys there. If you're going to attend, do me a favor, DM me. Shoot me a DM on Instagram and let me know that you're attending. You use this code to get the free access to it and i can't wait to see you guys there at that note let's get back to the show you guys today we've got a a really fun guest someone who i've been watching on the youtubes for a little while now and uh and he's with us today and uh and i'm excited because we're going to talk about some stuff that man This is what I love is there's all these different ways to grow your darn business. And we're going to be talking about someone talking to someone who's done it on YouTube. And I think there are people out there right now, maybe you're not like, you're not even a videographer, but you're producing content on YouTube or that's maybe an angle. That's maybe an idea that's come to mind. It's like, is this, is there something there for me? You know, maybe this is for you. And so I have today, Aaron Nace. Uh, of Flern, aka Flern, right? Flern. Oh with yeah. H. Oh yeah. I says. So Aaron, you guys. Aaron was born and raised in the quiet island of Kauai, and Aaron, he would be one of the first to tell you that his upbringing was anything but ordinary. I'm curious if he was homeschooled. Also, <laughs> I was a homeschool boy. Listen, so so despite the obvious perks of leaving uh, the Hawaiian life. He would eventually move with his mom, his dad, and two brothers to North Carolina. He studied at North Carolina State University, got his degree in industrial design. He's like, I'm like, I was just a fine art kid, so he's already got one up on me. This is awesome. He graduated from college, and he thought his path um, was clear, that one day he would become an automotive or furniture designer. I want to do that. And that's until six months. uh, He was on a a six-month-long trip to South America, and it completely shattered everything. It transformed his life forever. It was during this time, you guys, that he fell in love with photography and its power to both facilitate and share adventures. And so Looks like seven years ago, eight years ago. Gee, what year is it? 2011. Eight years ago, 2011. Aaron founded Flurn with the with the goal of bringing free creative education to anyone around the world. Aaron Nace, how are you? Oh man, I'm doing. That was like an incredible. Can I just bring you around with me everywhere I go for that introduction? <laughs> uh, let's, yeah, you know, I didn't write it. I was <laughs> I'm just like, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm excited. I'm delivering with passion because I was like, heck yeah. You know, like I have so many questions now. Let, let me start with this. So you were out in Hawaii. You went to North Carolina. Where on earth are you now? I'm in Chicago. Uh, we've got a uh, beautiful studio sunlit like bank of windows with a with a view like literally i'm staring out the windows right now looking at the skyline of downtown chicago so uh yeah man i I moved to the city about uh five or six years ago and absolutely love it here it's a it's a big difference from you know i grew up in pretty rural environments like you know both on an island and then kind of out in the middle of the country and so being in the city is a big big change but i i absolutely love it why, why Chicago of all the, I mean, especially for someone who's kind of been like been around, you know, you've gotten around Aaron, where, <laughs> what, what was it about Chicago that had you settling in there? 
You know, Chicago's got a great feel to it. Uh, it's it's a big city, so you have a lot of the advantages of a place like New York or LA, but there's also like this Midwestern working class mentality that I love about the city. It's it's not about looks, it's not about, you know, reputation or style or class or like, you know, all these false pretenses of like who you should be. It's more like, yeah, get a job, go do, you know, drink a beer after work. Like, you know, this it's very much working class you know, I, since the moment I moved here, I, I had absolutely no problem getting friends. There's no clicks here. Everyone's just hanging out. They're just trying to have a good time and suffering through the winter together. So it's, yeah. it's a really, it's a city with a really good feeling to it. You're right. You pegged it. I think it's like, uh, so again, I'm a Midwest boy here. I'm, I'm just uh, South a little bit, Columbus, Ohio, but there's a, there's a little grit, but there's this humility. You know, there's something the when the winter beats you down like that, that wind, that wind chill, it just keeps you humble. You know, it's a, that's what I would say. It keeps you humble. Wild, man. Well, that's awesome. I, I love getting a chance to talk to, to people who are kind of in a, this this similar vertical as, as myself. I got to ask, Aaron, you know, this six-month-long trip to South America that moved you from this, this idea of industrial design, automotive, you know, furniture space, moved you from that into the creative field of photography. What took place and why on earth were you in South America for six months? So I, this was after I graduated from university. Uh, my partner and I at the time were like, you know what? I, I don't really feel like getting a job right now. Like, what do you say we travel a little bit? And if we go somewhere that's, uh, you know, on the inexpensive side, maybe we can kind of stretch this thing out. So uh, we chose South America a little bit on, on a whim and some recommendation from family members who'd, who'd been there before. And I actually went to South America with my dad when I was younger. We went to uh, Peru and saw Machu Picchu. It was an incredible experience. So it, I, in my head, I was already like, it's totally chill down there. Like, I know we can make it. I know we can have a great time. So uh, saved a little bit of money and basically hit the road Uh with no no real plans, kind of like a finding yourself mission, you know, sure. which is just code name for I don't know what I'm doing with my life. So let me just, <laughs> you know, name for I'm going to burn some cash. Yeah, yeah. Let me just waste, not not waste because it was not a waste of time. But, you know, let me just spend some time doing uh, something completely different and yeah. maybe inspiration will strike. And strike it did. Right. <laughs> so what? So well, then, what happened that that introduced you to photography that 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 became so um, uh, impactful? Well, I kind of got lucky uh, during my travels. Like I was just in an incredible environment, and you know, every day I was somewhere new and seeing these, you know, a, a part of the world that I was like relatively unfamiliar with, and so I was just enthralled by everything I saw. Like. You know, when when you show up to a new place, like everything is beautiful, everything is cool, everything is interesting. You know, if you're shooting in your own backyard or your own the place where you grew up for years and years and years, things they don't seem as exciting. But you know, when you're constantly on the move in new places, I was just surrounded by inspiration, and I had a camera with me, so I was shooting all the time, just as much as I possibly could. It was a little point and shoot. You know, it was not nothing fancy about today's standards, but I was still getting what I thought were really great pictures. And it wasn't necessarily because I knew what I was doing. It was more the fact that I was just in awesome places consistently. And when you take pictures of awesome things, you're probably going to get awesome pictures. So well, and I think the keyword is consistently. When you take pictures of awesome things consistently, you start to get, and this is probably the difference, you start to get awesome pictures of awesome things. Because I've seen real shitty pictures of some awesome things in my time. But my guess is, and I don't want to presume, my guess is you may have started to get some awesome pictures of some awesome things. Man, I, yeah, definitely. And, you know, just like, just like today, it's, it's going to be a small percentage, you know, like the the greatest images that I took are probably less than 10%, maybe less than 5% of the total. But those 5% make up some really, really beautiful photographs. That's wild. So I want to move this. I want to, I want to, I want to accelerate this time frame a little bit because I, I really want to get into what occurred then with YouTube. So it sounds like the, 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 the creation of content through photography as a medium became like, 
okay, this is interesting. There's something here for me. Maybe I can make a career out of this. Um, at what point did YouTube enter the scene in regards to distributing that content? Uh, I'm just fascinated with that component as well. So let's fast forward a few years. Uh, I took my photography a bit more seriously, started taking pictures just about every day, posting pictures online, and started getting incoming requests on how I would how I would make images, like both the photography side, but my specialty has always been the uh, like the Photoshop and the and the digital editing side of things. So I got a lot of requests on you know people wanting to know how to retouch their photos. They wanted to know how to combine two photos together and make it look realistic. And early days, I was like, sure, I'll definitely help you with this. So it was a lot of one-on-one, you know, Skype, GoToMeeting, sharing our screen, like one-on-one, I'll show you how to retouch your photos and bring them to life. Like, let's show you how to take these photos and really like, let's, let's tune your highlights and shadows. Let's get the people's skin looking great. Let's do some color correction. Let's really get your images looking great. And I just had the best time teaching. It was it was such a comp, like perfect combination of everything that I love to do that I decided I wanted to expand the audience a little bit. One-on-one was fantastic. And the ability to take that and expand it out to anyone around the world watching these videos at any point in time was just kind of like a magical idea for me. And that's what really drew me to creating videos and posting them to YouTube. Yeah. Aaron, I, I, I just relate to this so much. And in a lot of ways, it's the same mentality with the podcast. It's like, I, I could reach out to you and we could have this conversation and I could pick your brain on YouTube and, and, uh, and it would be a great, you know, phone call for us to have, but why not take that phone call and, and, uh, and put it out and make it content available for everyone, you know, to take in and, uh, and really take it to scale to, to, to elevate the industry as a whole. And so I just relate, I, I totally connect. Do you remember? So YouTube is one of these things. I feel like it's kind of polarizing and, and Aaron, you're going to have a much better grasp on this. I'm, I'm sure. I feel like YouTube is one of those things that either like you've, uh, uh, it's like to to think about uploading a video, like to post one is just like you people like you start to get sweaty even just thinking about that, like creating your own channel and like posting a video up there on YouTube for everyone to see, you know, so it's like the person who's never done it. They can't even quite imagine um, what that would be like. And then there's people who are listening who this is, you know, they're just used to it's. Um, it's not so special. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, whatever. I'm just going to post up like some rubbish <laughs> or, or just anything, right? This is like, it is what it is. Um, do you remember what, like how you approach it? Do you remember one of your very first videos that like went up online? Oh yeah. Vividly. <laughs> oh goodness. Is it still online? It's not online anymore. And uh, the reason it's not online is I actually started in the very early days of Flurn. I started uh, recording and uploading videos with my partner at the time. And that was the best idea on how I could keep things interesting. I, I had the idea that if it was just one person, this video is not going to be that interesting. So uh, I decided to record videos with my partner at the time. And, you know, it was a lot of playing around i would say you know you know 80 percent joking around having fun conversation this is what we're doing with our life and 20 percent useful information so nowadays our format has switched you know we're like 80 90 percent useful information and maybe 10 20 percent personal information or play around time so the format and the the content delivery and the the amount of content per minute watched has greatly increased. So that's why we've taken down a lot of our older videos. They just don't really, they're not as helpful as our current videos are. Yeah, I get that. So I'm curious to hear from you. As someone who's, you know, made some videos, uh, posted them to YouTube, you know, I've got this like idea of like all the the objections, you know, all the challenges that that come along the way with that and um and i'm sure that you've got 
uh, your list too. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and I, and I think one of the biggest ones, if not, yeah, if not the biggest, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this is just what happens if I put my ideas online and either a nobody watches, no one cares or worse people watch it and people care and they don't like it. They got, they, YouTube's a dangerous place, man. <laughs> you know, and, and so I'm just curious how you process that. And if you think that there's a bigger problem, like I'd love to hear from you, but I just, I just think that's the one that I think is like the deep internal concern that just keeps people back. You know, anytime you put yourself out there, you're going to also open up yourself for critique and criticism. And it can be tough. I've had my fair share of critique and criticism that that have honestly hurt me to my core. <laughs> you know, ca- caused me to question who I am and 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 what I'm doing with my life. And I've taken many many comments very seriously. And at times, it's caused me to shut down for for days or even weeks. Uh, I my advice to anyone who's starting out is anyone who's going to leave a negative comment on your video or say something negative uh, about you or your life or what you're doing, chances are they're going through a struggle themselves and their experience of the world is a little bit tinted by the struggles that they're going through. And sometimes those individuals will try to project those experiences onto other people. So if you get these comments I know it's tough, but try to remember that there's nothing that you did wrong. It's mostly just another person is trying to maybe help themselves feel a little bit better by projecting their feelings onto you or onto your situation. And we all do it through life. I know current day when I'm stressed out, when I'm thinking about all the problems in my life, I tend to be a little bit rougher to the people I'm around and I tend to be a little bit rougher with myself. But when I start taking care of myself, I start being better to the people that I'm with as well. So I think people use the internet as a little bit of a a therapy tool. And I'm not saying that, you know, this, this is the best, you know, therapy in a necessarily positive way, but I think people use the internet as a way to get out their feelings and, and to get out anything that they're struggling with. And when you put yourself on the internet, you become a part of of that receptacle for for people's uh, self-therapy. And if some of these comments are taken personally, they can really hurt. Uh, it, It takes a lot to realize, you know what, this person's just probably not having a great day, or maybe they're not having a great time in their life. They're probably going through some struggles so this is their experience of the world. But chances are, if I talk to the same person a month or two from now, or even just in a face-to-face conversation versus an online conversation, they probably would have had really nice things to say about this piece of content that I posted. So uh, kind of realizing that it's the internet does provide this platform for people to get out their frustrations. And if if you, you know, the, the less personal you can take these comments, uh, uh, you know, I think just the better. And on a personal note, I actually don't read comments on my YouTube channel at all. As as a rule, I don't I don't read any of the comments. Uh, and the reason is, I do my best job to not let these things affect me personally. But they still do. They still do. I'm a pretty sensitive person, and one negative review or like one comment that really like hits me to the core, honestly, uh, it, it, it can send me downward, uh, for, for maybe like days, maybe even weeks. And, uh, and (laughs) I, I really don't have, I don't always have the energy to just bounce right back from that sort of thing. So, uh, I, as, as a tool, I tend to shield myself from those sort of things. Uh, also because, you know, a lot of individuals rely on me to create consistent uh, quality content. And if if I let one or two comments here and there derail me, then the majority of the people who 
you know, are showing up with positivity and support, I'm going to be letting them down too. So I've had to build a few of these uh, little barriers to insulate myself from, you know, things that could possibly bring me downward a little bit. Yeah. Amen. A couple of thoughts. One is you're way nicer than me. I'd be like, screw those assholes. <laughs> you took a very, you took a very like, like uh, a very powerful uh, route. So credit to you on that. And, um, and you're right. It's, it's, you know, we artists, we've got a really, we've got very interesting math. Like it's like uh, for, for every thousand likes, you know, positive comments, positive identities. It's like, it's, you know, that's what's needed to overpower one negative. It's just, or if that, you know, it's like we see like the lowest common denominator, that one thing, and it just overpowers everything. And I think that that kind of safety net that you put in place is, is incredibly smart. It's really responsible. You know, it's like you've identified that there are other people that want your voice, that are waiting for it, that are expecting it, and you don't want to let them down. And that perspective is probably one that's really guiding this. You know, I remember I had a comment. <laughs> can I share one of my? Can I share one of my favorite comments? Uh, Please Aaron? do. I just uh, this it always it makes me laugh so much now. But I definitely was like I was definitely hurt at the beginning. But now I just think it's the funniest phrase. It's so funny. Anyhow, I digress. It's just a one liner, which is one liner comments. Those those you know are really coming from a place of meaning. It was just Ben Hartley eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> was, that's all there was, and I was so hurt. Was, and now I get to laugh. Um, but man, and it's, it's like, it's not just on YouTube. It's like those comments show up uh, in your inbox, in your DMs, in, uh, on Facebook. Um, it's everywhere and it's not safe to show up online, you know? And, uh, but I think it's needed. It's like, it's what we're here for is to show up. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it can be really tough to, to remember that, you know, the person who left that comment, like they would not say that to your face. They, not a chance in the world would they say that to your face. And yeah. chances are, you know, they just could have been having a bad day and like, man, I'm going to say, I'm going to just get this out to someone else, you know, and maybe that did make them feel better. Not saying that that's the right way to go about expressing, you know, your frustrations in life, but oftentimes that's, you know, these comments are the result of personal frustration uh, which doesn't make them any easier to, you know, to read, but uh, knowing where they come from, it, for me, has helped me, you know, understand them from a place of sympathy rather than a place of uh, of anger and, and mutual, like, oh, now I got to get back at this person. Now I got to, like, be mean to this person. It's like, no, they're hurting. Like, this is hurt. And they're lashing out on someone they don't know. And, you know, what they need is love. Like that's what they need. They need like caring and comfort and love. And maybe I'm not the exact person to give that to them either, but I'm, you know, responding with more hurt and negativity is not going to fix the core issue. Yeah. There's a, someone says this, I forget who it is, but it's like hurt people, hurt people. And having that empathy for, uh, for their situation and what's going on can, um, rather than causing anger and resentment and, you know, self-hate, you know, if, if you can channel that empathy, uh, into compassion and care for the other individual, I think that, you know, like you said, then we're off, we're off to something We're now there's something that we can stand in. Um, and I, so I want to chat about this a little bit more in regards to YouTube. You know, we haven't had the chance to, to, I haven't had the chance to interview anyone really on the, on the content creation side of YouTube. And, and, you know, a lot of the people who are listening, um, uh, they are working photographers, right? So you've done really great building up your YouTube channel in the education space. And I'm curious, you know, for, for someone who's listening and who is, you know, they're, they're, they're looking to, to, to really expand their brand and, and maybe to gain more clients or, or to grow in that sphere as a working photographer.
look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, right? Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds, and then the best part is I get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys, 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. You know, there's so many things out there to, to be considering or to do, right? Um, So many platforms to be posting content to. We'd love to hear from you on on what might make YouTube a a great place, a great fit for someone, even as a working photographer. Uh, If you have any thoughts and advice on that, I'd love to have that conversation. So I'll say that YouTube was a natural platform for the voice and message of what I wanted to accomplish with my own personal brand. So education, top of the list. I wanted to help people learn how to make their images better and to use Photoshop and Lightroom and teach them photography to do so. I really believe that video is just such a powerful way to teach. You can get more information across in a shorter period of time with video rather than writing you know, let's say you're giving a a Photoshop lesson, you know, written text of like, go to the file menu, click on the open button, do this other thing. We can get all that done in a matter of seconds rather than, you know, having people read an entire page or a paragraph of text. So video was just a, a very natural way of getting this information to people in an easily digestible manner. And a little known fact, in the very beginning of Flurn, we actually started out on Vimeo rather than YouTube. And really, at the time, they were kind of both competing. You know, this was uh, 2008, 9, 10, 11. Uh, they were competing for viewership. YouTube is like the behemoth nowadays but back then it was a little bit of a different story youtube didn't allow hd content at the time it didn't allow videos past a certain length i think it was like six or eight minutes so we used vimeo because we could upload our content in hd past a certain time limit and that worked a bit better for the content that we were trying to you know trying to get to our viewers Mm-hmm. Once YouTube lifted these restrictions, that's when we made the shift and our content was our content dictated the platform that we focused our energy most on. So, my advice to anyone, you know, listening is that decide what type of content you want to get to your audience, whether that's video content, audio content, you know, still photography, where do you feel like you can best get your voice to your customers and then choose a social platform that is very well uh, directed or, you know, very well sculpted to deliver that type of content very well to your viewers. It's awesome. 
and listen, it's like whether or not you're going to create a YouTube channel and host all that content there. I mean, what you've done is a testament to just being someone who can create successful video content in general, no, no matter where it's going to be hosted. You know what I mean? So we could go all day and talk about the YouTube algorithm and and best practices and all that kind of stuff. And and maybe there's value in doing that. But I, I'd almost want to pull back and discuss like this process of uh, and the importance of video content, even as it might relate to your your service industry, you know, it's like a service based industry where you're actually out there and you're and you're photographing portraits, or you're showing up to uh, you know high school sporting events and you're photographing those events, and certainly you know the wedding photography space. Um, where do you see opportunity for video content uh, to find its way into those? And listen, I, my mind, I'm thinking more from a brand standpoint, more from a marketing standpoint. But if you even want to go the product route, you can. But I guess um, I, I'd love to hear some opportunities for it. And then I'd love to do a little breakdown of like, what what does that look like to create, um, if we can get some ideas going, so to create successful video content around those ideas? Sure thing. So again, video was just such a fantastic way of communicating so much information in a short period of time. Through video content, not only can you tell a story, but you can also give your viewers a, a much better understanding of your personality, and your mission, your energy, your enthusiasm, and, and the work that you would tend to share. So I think, you know, as for the average still photographer out there, a great place for video would be like an about me video or like an about this company video, what I'm trying to do with, you know, with this brand. And maybe it's not about you as the photographer. Maybe it's about your clients. Here's the videos that we've made featuring our clients and you have the opportunity to there to bring in testimonials, to bring in behind the seats scenes footage or video from events or weddings or, you know, whatever type of photography you're into, you know, that I, I find that if I'm on a web page and I want to learn a little bit more about a brand, I find a video that's well-made and well-produced. That's what I'm going to click on. I'll watch it. And then I'm like, good. Now I know what I need to know. I can make a decision whether or not I'm going to be working with this brand. Uh, personally, I would rather watch a video than read several pages of text, uh, unless it's is really well written. Then you know, fantastic. If you're if you happen to be a, a a great writer and that's really where you excel, then by all means, you know, go go the writing route. That's you know, as my comment earlier, you know, if you are if you are more of like a a, a writer, uh, you can work with platforms that are going to be a. Uh, a little bit better for, you know, sharing your writing with the rest of the world. So I don't want to, you know, put anyone in a box or pigeonhole anyone, but uh, I really do feel like video has a space and an application in just about any industry. Yeah, I totally agree. We just had a client reach out to us uh, looking for um, uh, photographs uh, for her wedding. And she was actually a, a um, uh, she specializes in helping develop personal brands mm -hmm. and went to her site, you know, I'm just like scoping things out before our consultation. And I couldn't find a video about her, <laughs> like a video. Art. It really, really like bummed because I really wanted to like just hear, hear how she communicated. And this is what's so powerful about videos. Just it's, you get to share those stories, but they get to see and hear and, and like hear your, hear your heart and hear your passion. Well, do you know what it reminds me of? Aaron, it reminds me of like when you get a text, it's like a text that says like, where are you? And you read it and you apply everything that you are bringing to the picture, right? It's like, you're, you're applying all your feelings about it. You're making up their tone. You're making up what, you know, what you think that they're saying instead of when you see a video, it just, there's, there's such clarity in really understanding. You get to see someone's heart you really get to build and connect trust. And so I was missing that opportunity and I was so surprised because they were, you know, a personal brand specialist and I, I, I desired that personal brand so much. And so maybe even on that note, it's like, I think the photographers who are really selling that, that personal brand experience, it's like your brand name is your name, you know, 
uh, it, I think it's it's so important. It's almost like I expect it. If I see someone's name in their business, I'm expecting for that trust and that that personal connection to be available in that video format because I really want to come alongside someone like that. Um, is that resonating with you? Does that make sense? Completely. Yeah. And, and like you said, if someone's name is in the business themselves, a video is a fantastic way to express your personality and express who you are. And I'm guessing if you're including your personal name in your business, you very much want who you are to be a part of that business. And I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think video is a fantastic way to, to help people identify with the brand. And we've chosen from the very beginning to always include the face of the instructor in our video. So uh, for those of you who have not checked out uh, Flearn, it's P-H-L-E-A-R-N. We have hundreds and hundreds of free videos on YouTube. And me, Aaron, the guy talking right now, I'm in almost all the videos, right? <laughs> it's like, you see my face. I'm you know, giving a little introduction. Hey, welcome to this video. We're going to show you how to do this in the video. And then we'll jump into Photoshop, but I'm still in the corner, a picture in picture where you can see me the entire time. Throughout the entire video, there's not a single second where you're not seeing a person. And though we're teaching software, these are very much personality-driven videos. And we found that that's our opportunity to connect with our audience and, and put a personality and put a put an individual behind the brand and behind the education because at the end of the day you know education on its own is fantastic but it's much easier to connect with a person than it is with just a series of steps so i think having that personal element is very important yeah i imagine it really increases just disengagement and watch time instead of just like kind of popping around, jumping around. I'm sure a little bit of that still goes on, but it, it probably just really um, keeps people along the journey, you know, along that ride, which is one of the, you know, you bring up a challenge with the podcast. This is why I got my face smack dab on the podcast, like cover image, you know, <laughs> like my big old smile. Cause it's just audio right now. And, and this is one of the reasons that I really went and started dabbling in with, with the video side of things. So let me ask you this, Aaron, you know, when it comes to creating that successful video content, is this something that, that you feel like starts with the production end of things, you know, like with, uh, with what you're shooting on and, and how you're shooting it and lighting it and that kind of stuff, or is your expertise in kind of constructing how to create engaging videos that people will actually want to watch all the way through it, like the content side, the copywriting side of things. I'll say that the biggest influence that I've found on the success of a video is how much pre-production and prep and homework you do before creating the video itself. For instance, when we create a 10 minute long video tutorial on YouTube, we're looking at probably anywhere between two and five hours of background research, of prep, of this is what we're going to say first, then we're going to move into this, then we're going to move into this. So by the time we're hitting that record button, the entire team knows exactly what this is, tutorial is going to look like when we publish it on YouTube. So all of this is figured out ahead of time. That way, when we are actually creating the content, it's easy. You don't have to think about what you're going to be doing next because you've already planned it out. I'm not a natural planner. This was a tough thing for me to do. And it, it still is kind of like the, the grunt work side of things. It's, it's not like the flashy side of the job, but it really dictates the quality of the content. And for that reason, I don't feel like you can ignore it. Anytime that I've uh, maybe not taking the pre-production as seriously, the end product most certainly suffers. Yeah, that makes sense. So then, uh, you know, because I think this barrier of actually producing the video is probably the second one. You know, I think people, there, there's concern of what other people would say. Maybe they've, and I guess this presupposes that they have something to say, right? But I think the other, and, uh, and maybe I'll say excuse. That's a little jabby of me to suggest, but I think that the information's out there. So I'm going to say excuse that we used 
uh, in order to not produce videos and to not show up is the gear side of things, right? And and it sounds like what you're saying is if you plan out what you're going to say and the impact that it's intended to have with the viewer, like the problem that they're going to have and how you're going to solve it, if that's properly planned, then, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm sure great production values, well, well, it's great, right? But, you know, it, should we go so far as to say, you know, prop your, your cell phone up on a Kleenex box and press record? If you plan on editing it, sure. <laughs> That's fair. Tell me more what you mean. Well, we're not going to give a perfect run through our first time, no matter how experienced we are presenting information. Oftentimes, I make mistakes and I'll go back and do something over and over and over again until I feel like I've done a good job. You know, mm -hmm. when a when a music artist goes into the recording studio, they don't hit record one time, play a song one way through and then put it on an album. Many times they're making hundreds and hundreds of recordings till they find that perfect one where everyone was in sync, the energy felt good, and that's what they felt like is going to represent their brand. So there's an editing process involved. I'll say from a technical side of things, I've found that audio quality is actually more important than video quality. I couldn't agree more, 100%. So anyone looking to start off, my advice would be to get some sort of microphone. Something can be found on just about any budget. Uh, there are many uh, consumer and professional level cameras these days have microphone input jacks where you can buy a simple lavalier microphone and clip it to your shirt. That's going to help out your sound immensely. If you're looking to step that up a little bit higher level, I would recommend getting an external audio recorder and a shotgun mic that's boomed over your subject. That's that's how we record our videos. And uh, I've, I've found that having good audio really allows your video to be, it, your video quality doesn't have to be nearly as good to get the same message across. Yeah. Uh, we are a like photography forward company. We teach visual uh, imagery. So obviously for us, the video side of things is super important too, because it also plays into our reputation. Like <laughs> if our videos like don't look good at all, like, are you going to believe us that we can make your images look good? Like, no way that doesn't make any sense. So for, for our brand, we tend, we pay a lot of attention to the audio and visual quality of our videos, but I'll say for the average individual, if you got your audio spot on and you can put a little bit of editing and a bit of intention into your video, then most definitely shoot it on an iPhone. That's a hundred percent acceptable. Yeah. That's awesome. Aaron, I, I've got one other question for you. This is this one that keeps sitting in the back of my mind and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, when I think about um, YouTube, I think of a lot, uh, I think a lot about some of the stuff that initially comes to mind, a lot of the how to kind of culture, right? Uh, certainly entertainment is there as well, but I understand it's like, it's the second largest search engine out there. And, and I could be wrong in that. I believe it's the second largest, largest. You can correct me on that. Um, just under like Google. Uh, and so there's, there's opportunity there. And I'm curious if you ever have, have done it personally or seen others who are really using YouTube uh, intentionally with that in mind to, to actually drive traffic or clients, or, you know, results back to their business. Again, simply selling photography as a service. Um, I would love to hear if you do have any insight on that um, or anyone who's, who's kind of doing that effectively in 2019. Sure thing. My advice is create quality content on YouTube. If this is a platform that you're excited about and you feel like you have something to offer in a video format, give quality content. That's always going to rise to the top. It's also a good idea to link to your personal brand, to link to your personal website. You can do that in the descriptions of the videos. You can do them in the videos themselves with annotations. And if you have a product that you're excited about, talk about it in the video. It doesn't have to be the whole video. You know, no one wants to watch a sales pitch for 20 minutes, but if you're excited about what you're doing, then most definitely, most definitely bring that across in your video. Uh, for instance, 
you know, we have free tutorials on YouTube. We have hundreds and hundreds of free tutorials and they're great tutorials. We also offer longer, more in-depth tutorials on flearn.com as a part of our subscription package. So what we offer on YouTube is a little bit of a mirroring of what we have on our website as well. So it's a very natural thing to say, hey, if you like these short videos we've got on YouTube, check out what we've got on flearn.com. Longer, more in-depth, you can download all the source raw images and follow along with the tutorials. And for a person who's interested in learning, that's a very natural, easy transition. They're like, okay, cool. I got an idea of what they're doing here for free on YouTube. And if I want to take my knowledge to the next level, now I know I can go to their website and there I can engage and become a customer. So you can do the same thing with your business as well. If you are, let's say you're a wedding or an event photographer, you know, if you're putting out great information on photography in general, anything that you have to give that will actually provide value is is par for the course. You know, if you've got a great new way of using portable flashes that you think that other photographers might want to know about, make a video about it. You never know who's going to stumble by that thing. Your name is going to be associated with it. And the next time that person, maybe their uh, an acquaintance of theirs is getting married, they'll say, oh, hey, I watched a video from this person about doing flashes. Uh, they're a great photographer. I think they're in your area. Why don't you check them out as your wedding photographer? So you never know where these connections can happen, but it all starts with creating great content. Yeah, and it's something I, you know, there's a big push right now in in the in this uh, service industry to be pushing out, um, you know, value driven content, nurturing content. Uh, that would get, you know, distributed out to your leads, you know, certainly your clients, yes, but also to your leads, you know, things like uh, blog posts on, let's say, what to wear to an engagement session or like top 10 locations for photography within your local city, you know, things along these lines, how to avoid having, uh, uh, how to avoid having a stressful wedding day, you know, um, and th- those are all content. I've pretty much only seen photographers talk about those in terms of like blog posts, PDFs, email drip campaigns, but that content can get used and, 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 uh, re, uh, what's the not reproduce. Yeah. Reproduce is another word I'm trying to think of, um, as, as video content, you know, even if it's just like what you shared, uh, I could imagine even if you've already developed a PDF on this stuff, like just open up QuickTime and do a screen recording with your, you know, with a camera on you and your your face down the bottom corner as you kind of walk people through the the PDF and, and talk about the different venues and upload that as content on YouTube, and and with a little pizzazz and a you know uh, to even begin to get some of that stuff to potentially rank. I agree. And my advice for anyone who's going to create a video like this is keep things as organized and structured as possible. We've already talked about the importance of pre-production and planning your content. And when you go to hit that record button, here's my advice. Give someone an intro. Here's what you're going to be learning in this video. Here's why I'm not going to be wasting your time when you watch this video. Okay, we're going to cover topics A, B, and C. That way the viewer has a very good idea within a short period of time of what's actually going to be covered in that video. If they want to watch more, they can. If that's not what they came for, good. You didn't waste any of their time. So, intro. In this video, we're going to teach you A, B, and C. Then comes the content of the video. Follow the same format. Teach them A, then teach them B, then teach them C. Then at the end, a little outro. We've showed you A, B, and C. Here's my biggest takeaway from this. Thanks a bunch for watching. Have a great day. If you follow that format, your videos will be successful. Yeah. Here's what we're going to learn. Teach it. Here's what you just learned. And then bye. <laughs> That's great. And I, you're you're so right, man. The drop, I'm, I, I'm sure you've got numbers on this, but like the drop off rates for like the first... 15 seconds of a video is probably staggering. Like people need that immediate. Like if you don't tell them immediately why they should stick on, like what they're going to learn, um, gone. I used to have, uh, I, again, I did a lot with YouTube for a little while, but I had these, uh, I would do like a little intro video, 
right? So I had like this 30 second intro video. I'm like, 30 seconds, that's great. It's just 30 seconds, no, no bad, right? And it would be like a fun little on-brand video thing. And I would just lose people. Because uh, that first 30 seconds, they wanted to know, what are they going to get out of this? Like right away. And I had to, um, at the very least, I had to start with me on camera saying, hi, I'm Ben. Here's what you're going to learn. Uh, and I cut the intro to like 10 seconds, if that, and then and then went to the content. But I had to start with telling them what they were going to learn. Most definitely. Yeah, we've experimented with many different formats. And I'll say that you don't need fancy graphics and intros and mm-hmm. sorry, intros you do need. You don't need like a fancy title screen. You don't need to spend all this time developing your like, you know, for instance, TV shows in the 80s and 90s had, you know, minute long intros with all the credits and, you know, like you've got a theme song that goes with the show and and those are fantastic. These days, shows basically don't even have an intro. Like they're getting right into the content. People are used to seeing and digesting enormous amount of inter- information and generally they don't want to sit through a minute 30 seconds of like an intro video that doesn't really have anything for what they want to get out of that video. So uh, keep Dude, it simple. You nailed it. I'm, I'm, I'm binge watching Handmaiden's Tale right now. And they're, they currently, all they have is a title screen, right? So the very beginning, the title Handmaiden's Tale, you know, it stays up on the screen for, I don't know, five seconds, 10 seconds. And I'm always like, just come on, get to it. Like I just, I'm yelling at my, it's like left there for like 10 seconds there. <laughs> and I just want it gone because it's not helping me in any way. Let's get to the content. But you're right. It's like, there's no, there's no actual intro. And the one thing that they did probably because of obligation, I don't even like. Um, and uh, it's so, it's such a great observation what you just made. Aaron, uh, I, I want people to, to, to get on your side. I want people to see what you're up to. Uh, especially those who are really wanting to just nail in on the craft, really want to focus in on producing and, and, and delivering the, the absolute uh, best of the best product for their clients. So can you tell us a little bit more about Flurn, about where people can find it? And then I know you got something cool for everyone as well if they want to take advantage of it. So, so spill the beans, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. So First of all, I I would highly recommend just checking out our YouTube channel. You'll get a good idea of like, hey, is this for you? You know, like, do you want to learn how to make your images look better? If you do, fantastic. I think we've got some great videos for you. Uh, If those resonate with you, go to flurn.com. That's the best way to find me. That's, you know, that's where literally our entire team of people, that's everything that we do, we put on our website. So it's P-H-L-E-A-R-N. And we've got a subscription. It's just like Netflix for education. So you got a monthly thing. You just subscribe and you get access to literally everything on the website. Professional photography, Photoshop, retouching, compositing, you name it. Plus, we've got a great library of downloads where you can get things like Photoshop actions and Lightroom presets that are going to make your workflow much faster and help you stylize and color and make your images just a little bit more interesting with just a click of a button. Awesome. And you're doing 20% off. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. For, for your podcast. Uh, you got that coupon code? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben 20. Let's do a, let's do capital B cause it's my name homies. Capital B Ben, <laughs> Ben 20, the number 20 capital B Ben, no space two zero twenty Ben 20. I'll get it in the show notes for everyone. Okay. If you want to check that out, it'll be down in the show notes. You guys flurn.com P H L E A R N.com. And then Ben 20 with a capital B. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for hopping on here. I just really appreciate um, your presence. You've got a great presence. Uh, you know, appreciate your heart behind what you're up to. You can tell, you know, I got a chance to interview a lot of people and there's some fast talking uh, people out there that have built something, but you know, it's the ones who've got longevity. There's, uh, there's intentionality behind what you're up to. And, uh, and I think it's just really evident with you, Aaron. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, um, uh, for, for speaking your heart, for, uh, dropping some knowledge. I really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Ben. It's been a fantastic time. Awesome. Podcast listeners, thank you again for tuning in. I think just one of the big takeaways, whether or not you decide to put content out on YouTube, whether or not you decide to even produce videos, one of the big takeaways for me today 
is to speak. You all have ideas. You all have content. You all have something in you, even if it's just the artwork that you're producing, to keep putting it out there, to keep expressing how the world occurs to you, to bless other people with it, to bless people with your with your visuals, with your ideas. Um, that's something that I really just took away from Aaron is to not be silenced. Um, you know, to not, not let uh, not let what you think is going on <laughs> keep you uh, from putting uh, putting yourself out there. So you guys, thank you so much for listening. Keep showing up for your people. Just like Aaron says, there are people that need him. There are people that, that are looking for his content. They're looking for ideas, right? And, um, and so uh, it's the same thing for your world. There are people out there who are watching your page, <laughs> right? They're watching what you're up to. Show up for them. Thank you again, you guys. And I will see you in the next episode of the SFP Podcast. Bye, everybody.